Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersysGrowRoom.com. I am Mackie, and joining us, <laughs> I couldn't do it. It's just, it's just, it was going too smooth, man. I didn't want to fucking just, just let it go smooth the whole way. That sounds crazy. You know what I mean? It's so, just, just Mr. Shot. You know, it, yeah. it, so I yeah. don't want the shot much. Don't want one it. Of us, right. One of us. One of us. Get the shot. <laughs> you had one chance. This was your moment. Oh man, moment. I've missed it. Lost it's it, like eighty-seven episodes, and we were so close to getting that intro down perfect for that one. Maybe you know on episode eighty-eight, we'll get it. Maybe. I was gonna say, let's aim for one hundred. We'll make it. Yeah, you know, nice, even one hundred. Nice. That gives you a bunch more episodes to practice. So if you, I'll put the work in. I'll make sure that I'm ready. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, so I am Mackie from PersysGrowing.com. You, you all know that by now, I think. But if you're new to the channel, welcome. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and like this video. But anyway, joining us this week, we also have March from Canada. Yes, hello, hello, hello. And TG, also from Canada. Yes, I am also from Canada. And good day to you all. Hope you're doing well. TG is currently trimming some cannabis. Uh, that is correct. Yep. I'm almost through my first plant. It actually went smoother than I expected. So yeah, but uh, a lot more to go. So Lame. it'll be good times <laughs> when it's done, you know, the way she goes. Yeah. When it's done. And then we have GB from Ireland. What's up GB? Hello everybody. How's it going? Same old shit. I'm a monkey from the Southeast USA. Greetings everybody from the warm and windy Southeast. So that is us. Uh, if you haven't met us already, like I said, hit that subscribe button. We like that. We like more subscribers. But everybody else who's already here, so you know how it goes, everybody. You should have something rolled and ready to get high, ready to listen to some news and some grow guides and shit. I hope you're all building a bunk, building a fat spliff. We've got a few minutes to chill before we get started on all the all the meat of the show. Oh, anything happening interesting this week? Anybody? Well, it was 420, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. 420 oh, yeah. did happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in real life <laughs> shout out to 419 bicycle day of course shit yeah that that whole bicycle oh, day oh, that yeah. was an entertaining one wasn't it mm, well, 1943 albert hoffman man that was a big one yeah he rode his bike while tripping up on acid or something yeah. right well the first uh unintended well i think the bicycle trip was actually intentional but yeah he was the first guy to ever do lsd by accident when he was uh Oh, but was yeah. it though? Work. It's like imagine this guy is is in the the uh, office or the lab, whatever, and he's he's spilt some acid because he spilt some on his hands at first, and they had a funny effect. So then he yeah. actually took some, right? Yeah. So if yeah. he's a scientist, he's gonna take that shit and be like, "I'll better wait half an hour to see what happens before I go home on my bike." I don't think he, like took it and then be like, "Hmm, let's jump on my bike and see kicking on the way home." So I think it would have been like tripping balls and been like, I'm going to go ride my fucking bike, man. Yes. <laughs> Maybe, probably. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. Because you would do that sometimes on acid. Fucking yeah. like, imagine riding your bike really fast down a hill on acid. Wow. Yeah, I've, I've actually <laughs> never uh, experienced the, the lysergic acid. But, uh, what? I, well, well, I may or may yeah. not. I'm surprised by that, bro. Some, I don't know. I may or may not. I can neither confirm Jern and I, nor but, deny. Uh, you're going to have to. You're going to have to, bro. I will say, uh, I just uh, I tweeted about it, actually. Dana Larson, 
You should check out his Twitter. He may, saw, may yeah, not saw have that uh, some oh, microdose yes. LSD in his uh, coca leaf dispensary. That's fucking cool. Yeah, that, man, Canada, Canada, yeah. man, you live in the dream over there. Well, I mean, gray market still, but yeah, like you yeah. basically can get anything, even DMT, I think, if you if you know where to look God at damn. this point. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the world's not ending. We're still like a good country. Nobody here is like. You know, that's not oh, well, fucking... maybe that's why your population is so low. Like everybody took drugs and killed themselves or something. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's probably due to the bleak fucking 10 month plus winters and, you know, minus 40s. Yeah. And stuff. 11 yeah. and a half month winters. It feels like <laughs> yeah. sometimes. Nobody wants to live there because it's so cold. So they're yeah. trying to, they encourage people to come and live in Canada by letting everybody have weed and LSD. Exactly. And mushrooms. <laughs> and... It's not drugs. that bad. You've got this yeah, stuff. Right. It makes it bearable right. now, right? Snowstorm? Drugs. Never thought yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about the, the, 12 feet of snow you can just stay in and smoke weed all day that's right it's only because the police can't get to you <laughs> yeah Shit. no but happy bicycle day and definitely happy 420 for everybody out there that participated and celebrates was, uh, <laughs> i didn't do anything i just worked you know i work at a, a distillate factory so I, it was kind of like you know celebrating because i made a fuckload of distillate but didn't they like you let you so. have like a, a tablespoon just one scoop yeah that's the have thing. one scoop with these 420 oh, we, we <laughs> joked about that many times we're like we should get this day off you know but yeah make sure you've got your smoke on and shit you're ready to hear some news it's not all bad news this week i don't think i mean there's bad news in there but there's, there's bright spots there's always there, bright. there's some positive there's look on the bright side that's right. it? you know right that's right half glass full kind of shit that's right that's all you can do. So, yes, let's do some news. I'll click the button. Click the button. Let's do some news. We're going to, before we go off on another tangent, GB, yeah. you want to start this week because you were talking about some stuff that happened in Ireland. Um, yeah, we, we had a, two protests here in Ireland and um, we had one on 420 itself which where there was a shit ton of people I think it was a couple of hundred people rocked up to the Garden of Remembrance on the top of O'Connell Street which would be like the main street in Dublin and they were there for for a good hour or two I think having a smoke up and then they marched all the way down to the Dáil which is our House of Parliament and they basically just Blocked up the the street outside, smoking right on the gates of the parliament. Um, it was really good. I didn't get to make it there myself um, on Tuesday, but we did have another picnic in the park. Sweet. Um, and that actually hit the newspaper, believe it or not. Oh, my God. Um, I yeah. see Martin's name in there, too. And we have Martin, yeah. So we'll just, I'll, I'll read it down. So we have hundreds of people gathered in the Phoenix Park um, this afternoon calling for safe and legal access to cannabis. It says hundreds of people. There was well over 2,000 people there, to be fair. You know, wow. like I was there. But on, like, on the Saturday? On the Saturday, yeah. Wow. You know, there was fucking thousands of people there. It was, the whole area was full. You know, there was that, and it was fucking great. There was like kids playing football and around them, flying, fl- flying kites. There was dogs there. There was people sitting around smoking bongs, rigs, smoking pipes, smoking 
big spliffs that were like, I seen one chick, she had a spliff, it was like a foot and a half long and like the fucking width of a can of Coke at the end of it. And it was just a big, massive cone, you know? Mm-hmm. And they were just sitting smoking it in a big circle. No, but um, as we go on, the describe organizers describe the event as a mass act of civil disobedience with cannabis being openly consumed by many of those who gathered. Charlene Flynn of the major cannabis or major group for cannabis reform said it was a celebration of cannabis culture. And we had independent MEP Luke Ming Flanagan. We have interviewed Ming mm-hmm. on the show, and um, he brought a bill over 20 years ago. Um, to try legalize cannabis. And as he said, he's seen it as a success, although it didn't win, but he got eight other TDs at the time to put their name to that bill. That was eight more than there was before. So, and it's uh, times have moved on. So hopefully it should be good. So there, as I said, there was um, and crowds calling for legalization and there was a people before profit banner there. There was also um, Gino Kenny, another man that we interviewed on this show. We've interviewed everybody. Yeah, he was he was there, and Gina was actually the dude that is bringing the bill forward for the um, legalization of cannabis um, in the coming months. It should have been in the doll and everything already, but um, due to COVID and a few other fucking bits and pieces, I think it just just got delayed. But um, as we will move on, it is an offense to possess cannabis, say for if it is obtained by ministerial license. So that's you have to get a doctor and a consultant to agree and they have to write to the minister, to the minister of health himself, that baldy headed ginger bastard, fucking <laughs> Stephen Donnelly. Oh. Uh, but they, and he has to give them permission to get it. You know, it's fucking, it's, it's just so wrong. It's so hard to get access because it only came into, into effect in fairness last July properly. And there is only three specific conditions that we can that you can access it with. That's um, specificity from multiple sclerosis, intractable nausea and vomiting from chemotherapy, and severe refractory epilepsy. And not only is it, it the epilepsy one will only be if every other medicine has not worked. So it is a last resort, you know. It's just it's 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 just so wrong. But we'll go on. So we had part podcaster, good friend of the show, Mr. Martin Condon. I don't think we've interviewed him, right? We have interviewed Martin on occasion. Oh, oh. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he 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 also he also fills in on occasion. That's right. He was here last week. Everybody he was here last week. Two mm. two weeks ago, I think, for when I was away on holidays. Mm-hmm. No, just one oh, week. So one week. Uh, only last week. It was last week. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh yeah, it was last week. Um, so yeah, um, Good he said that the program is, again, is only available for if everything else has not worked. And he said that if we could remove cannabis prohibition, not only would it make it more effective access for patients and, re- and help remove the stigma, but he said it also helps recreational users who currently are the, at the mercy of organized crime gangs. And by putting an age limit on it, we will be able to sell it from reputable retailers, so mm-hmm. from proper dispensaries, because at the end of the day, it's like an off-license. If an off-license sells fucking stuff to, the, to kids, they lose their license and they get massive fines. Mm-hmm. That's, their, that's their livelihood. They're not going to fuck around by selling it to kids. Right. You yeah. know? 
so um, we we go forward. So that, that it's it is just currently at the mercy of the gangs. And to be fair, who wants to be going down back alleys and into car parks and things? Because that's the way it's done over here. It's not done like in America the way you rock up or else your dealer comes over to your house, comes in and fucking sits down and has a spliff with you. That doesn't happen over here. It very seldom would it. If unless you really knew it. The people that you're dealing with, you're going driving to car parks, you're driving to fucking the middle of nowhere. Like I've often met people in down country lanes where the closest house could be like fucking a 15 minute walk. So it it does it does be dangerous. And the protests did only take place a couple of hundred meters from Garda headquarters. And with that, not one guard was made attendance completely. Where last year, there was like fucking 30 or 40 of them. They were all over the place. Not one of them appeared at this one. Why? Because they know we're only fucking cannabis users. Because they're scared. They're scared of psychotic (laughs) cannabis users, all high and red eyed. But they know we are not the ones who are to blame. It is the criminal underworld. They're the ones like they're mm. fucking killing each other left, right and centre. There's fucking feuds and shootings going on. You don't hear much about it anymore because they don't write about it. They don't want to have that image of Ireland, that image to be put onto Ireland. Yeah. So the media, don't, they don't cover it. Like you know, It's all censorship, but it's happening left, right and centre. The media do happen. cover it, though, GP. They... They cover yeah, they it when, cover uh, it when a guy gets raided. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. They, they cover certain things. Like, uh, there's people getting fucking shot up left, right, and center over here, and you don't hear anything about it. I drove past. There was two girls shot in a car. They, they were injured. They weren't killed. Didn't even make the fucking headlines. Didn't even make the news that day. And might I say, RTE, they did do a, a decent write-up on their, their website. They gave us a 15-second clip on the actual 9 o'clock news last night. About the protest? About the protest, cool. yeah. At least it's something, man. But at least, again, as you said, it was something. It's more than what we had before. But um, there is great movement over here, so I'm really happy to see it. And the reason why is because you will see, this is why, there was a dude who's got caught. You can see on, my, on the screen there, there is... Just a couple of little baby plants there, yeah? There's a fella who's getting done for 200 grand. 200,000 euro for 260 seedlings. He was getting ready, I'd say, to go fucking uh, gorilla growing. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. And so, and it was just, it was a tip off from the public that like this was a disused petrol station. Mm-hmm. And they seen that obviously somebody going in once or twice or three, maybe trying to get the place set up to do a bit of a grow. And a member of the public rank, it could, that could have been just some homeless person, you know, trying to find somewhere fucking warm to fucking or dry to sleep. Do you sleep amongst them plants to stay warm? <laughs> yeah. no, but this, this is why, this is why we need legalization, you know, because we wouldn't have things like this. We won't have people feeling the need that will have to try to grow to make a few pounds, they'd be able to do it legally and properly, you know, and legitimately yeah. and not have to worry about having to go to prison. Two, how can they charge 770 euro? That's what they're valuing. Each one of those little plot pots with a little seedling in it. Mm. You know, fucking scandalous. It's stupidness, yeah. man. 
You sign them, monkey. You were going to say something. I'm just looking at, and, and there's not a bit of smokable weed in those pots either. No. Looking at it, there's no, nothing. No. There's no street value to that. Yeah, not a single bit of it. You know, it's just absolutely scandalous. Two hundred thousand euros yeah. for that. Wow. wow. For a couple of seedlings, man, and that's all they are. You know, pots, man. That's what makes it the expense. All them pots. Yeah. Oh, and all that medium. <laughs> you know. But you see, they, they value that the exact same price as what a fully grown plant is. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I would and they expect the us to take well. them seriously. Yeah. You know? But we had precedents set here last year, you know, with El Uncle Tony Kyo from, from Kyo's Crisps, who was growing cannabis on the family farm, which is also the family business. You know, it was a potato, a potato farm that made um, potato chips, crisps, like, mm. And he was growing them and he got over half of his crop. He got valued at less than 200 euro. Why? Because they were seedlings or it could have even been 50 euro. I'm, I'm not hundred yeah. percent. I know it was no more than 200 quid, but because they were only seedlings and because they were in a vegetative state, they weren't smokable. They weren't profitable. So we got and he off. managed to get that. So it is not, it, it, it's money talks. He had the best solicitors and the best barristers mm-hmm. in his corner, you know, and normally when anybody, the vast majority of people that go up against the courts in this country, unfortunately only have legal aid, you know, and the legal mm-hmm. aid just go, oh yeah. Um, just say you're fight. guilty. So you just, just, that's it. Mm-hmm. They, they don't want mm-hmm. to fight. They don't want to argue your point. You know, it's fucking, it's, it's scandalous. And this poor fucker, I don't know if he was caught or not, I think it did. A man in the sixties, I think, was it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, da, 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 I think it was a man in the sixties. Oh no, that was different one. Sorry, that was one. Doesn't mention any age. Yeah, it was one a couple of days ago down down towards Cork. A man in the sixties got done is getting done for two hundred and eighty grams worth of cannabis herb. Yeah, Damn. in his sixties. Wow, it's fucking ridiculous. It is, man. It's an absolute fucking farce. And then you hear all this, TG? Do you hear all this, bro? This is how we live. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we did go through that. It's just mm-hmm. we're a little bit further ahead. A little quote, bit, bro. Yeah. yeah. You, you know. I can't even fucking There's, see you if well, I use binoculars. You're so far ahead, bro. Well, but you think I mean, it's not everybody in Canada either, man. You look at our good friend, mm-hmm. Jesse. You know, like they can't do what we're doing. We're growing yeah. at home. They can do the same as what we're doing. The very same, because if he gets cock grown or if anybody got cock grown in Manitoba, well, they're going to get the shit for controlling it the same way as we would. We can go down to the shop and buy some hash if you wanted to. I don't think they can charge him a thousand dollar seedling, though. No. no, I mean, we have penalties and they're pretty crazy now, but it doesn't seem like it depends ultimately yeah, on your, your uh, place in society and your skin color a lot of the time too Mm -hmm. in terms of how the penalties are uh applied to you here like we Mm -hmm. we hear all this white collar crime in in the legal industry you know canna farmers for example they they broke so many fucking laws uh they were growing so much shit illegally there's been um people importing stuff in hockey bags you know uh tweed was i think involved in that way way back but the rcmp kept it all quiet because the tweed stock price wasn't going to be affected and all of this kind of bullshit that still goes on and ultimately the consumers are the ones getting fucked because we still have to abide by all the rules you know 30 gram carry limit for plant grow limit all this stuff 
one plant over and you're a fucking criminal again you know so like yeah. it's mm-hmm. it is it's good but it you know it's not quite free if when you mm-hmm. want to think about it like that so yeah but it is better than obviously getting busted for you know that little bit of seed but still that amount of seedlings you probably you probably get into shit here for that too so i don't know it's crazy isn't it yeah yeah so you you've got some news about uh Delta eight THC as well, right? People, yeah, are, are people wanting to use this more often in Canada now, regardless of weed being legal? No, no, no. I <laughs> I get asked about it on occasion, and I thought I'd touch on it because, you know, um, Delta eight's an interesting thing, uh, and I'll get into a little bit. The, the article is quite long, and I'm not going to go completely through it all. So, just a, a quick summary will do and then we can we can chat about it because ultimately it's due to prohibition that this stuff is around because Mm -hmm. i think the lack of access to proper weed aka you know the delta nine that naturally exists and people are after the effects which delta eight is it's it's similar to it but it's not quite as potent but people want it because they can't it's it's legal right they won't get in trouble for it in certain uh, jurisdictions but anyway the title of the article the article is from uh the chemical and engineering news and it is delta 8 thc craze concerns chemists unidentified byproducts and the lack of regulatory oversight spell trouble for cannabis products synthesized from cbd so um first a little bit about delta 8 delta 8 it does naturally occur in the plant but it's always like they haven't found really anything over 0.1 percent kind of thing it's very 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 minimal and uh and as such, you know, you, you don't make concentrates out of it because there's nothing that you could concentrate that you, you need a ton of biomass to do it. So the main way that it's done, um, and this has to do with the reason or CBD's price, you know, CBD based on when when the, the farm bill came about, I think, and made CBD hemp, you know, under 0.3% just legal for anybody to grow and do whatever they like with people started making shit tons of CBD distillate and then turning it into CBD isolate which crashed the price of the CBD isolate. CBD isolate is a crystalline form of CBD. Uh, we make it at where I work. Um, it's, it's a great product to use in recipes and stuff because it's pure CBD basically. Um, but yeah, there's so much of it in the States because of the unregulatedness of the industry. Uh, the price of bulk CBD last I heard, CBD isolate was like two to $300 American a kilo. It's fucking cheap. So they're like, what else do we do with all this shit? Because we can't make money off of it. So they basically looked at some old papers from the 1960s and found a way to convert CBD into other things like Delta-8 and like CBN. Um, You can take it even further after Delta-8 by some more treatment. The only way you can do this is by uh, basically synthetics using chemicals, chemical treatment. There's no extraction. There's no like you know, distillation like I do, where it's just separating compounds that are already present in the oil or in the crude oil or in, and thus the plant itself. This is actually treating, um, you know, a CBD molecule with a certain type of chemical, which reacts with CBD. It closes one of the rings and turns it into this THC eight or Delta eight THC. But the thing is, is, and what these chemists are worried about is the byproducts of this reaction because being that it's a unregulated industry and you know you don't really have to 
well, there's there's not a lot of oversight, I guess, in terms of what uh, can and cannot be in it. It just has to be under 0.3% THC to be considered legal, um, which is great. But like I was talking about with those chemicals that need to react with the CBD isolate, you get some other stuff in it. A lot of this, this Delta-8 stuff isn't pure Delta-8. Like It's not like you're getting a 99% product in your vape pen or your your gummies or whatever you might be eating. Usually, you know, there's maybe 15, 20, 30% other stuff. And that other stuff is what people are concerned about. There's a, there's a chemist who runs a lab. Uh, Christopher Hudala is his name, president and chief scientific officer of Proverd Laboratories in uh, Massachusetts. Can't ever say that, right? Sorry. And Maine. And yeah, he, he runs these chromatographic analysis, which basically is like an HPLC or a GC type thing. And what happens when you put your chemical or your substance in there is it spits out this graph, kind of like when you get an echocardiogram, you know, those little peaks and dips for your heartbeat or whatever, kind of looks like that. But each of the peaks represents a different compound in the substance. So if you're, you know, if you know what you're doing, you match up those peaks to different uh, known substances, and then you can kind of tell what's in that substance. That's how analytical chemistry generally works. But the problem with this uh, Delta 8 stuff is there's, he says, up to 30 chromatographic peaks that he doesn't know what they are, mm-hmm. which means there's something. Those things represent something, like some kind of chemical or some kind of substance, but they're in, there, and it's in, in the Delta 8 compound or in the, in the mixture, mm-hmm. but he doesn't know what they are. And that's the problem is a lot of these things... Um, could be potentially harmful to human health. We don't know because they use a lot of crazy shit like uh, fucking methylene chloride and P-toluene sulfonic acid, which, I mean, you know, big words scare people and they're big words, you know, you can call water dihydrogen monoxide and it's just water, but mm-hmm. these- What was that? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, so chemistry isn't scary, but these particular chemicals, all, you know, the whole article, all the chemists that are in, interviewed say, like, I wouldn't want that in my product if I was consuming it. And as it stands now, we don't know what's in these Delta-8 products. What about um, this Delta-10 it has here? Yeah, that's another yeah. byproduct. I haven't yeah, heard that, of Delta-10 before. So 8, 9, think, and 10 now? Yeah, <laughs> and there's also THCO and THCP. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. lots of different these chemicals, and and he just got it exactly right, man. The chemistry on these things is really flaky. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you know, like we had the fentanyl thing, right? And then, like, not to bag on China, but like a lot of the fentanyl did come from China. But when when fentanyl got cracked down on, what did the chemists do? They tweaked the molecule just slightly. You know, they banged off an alkyl group or something like that to change it. Not very much. It would do basically the same thing, but now it's legal again because it's a different molecule technically. That's what these THCO acetates and THC delta ten shit. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm just not a fan of of unregulated chemistry. You know, like mm-hmm. I do work in a lab and and all my life, not just in a, in a in a lab right now, but like, and my partner is an analytical chemist. So we do talk about this stuff a lot, and it is something to be aware of you know people are free to do whatever they want but just again know your source and right now for the delta 8 products because they come from mostly the cbd uh oversupply of of cbd isolate a lot of it is produced in 
less than ideal conditions and then not test it afterwards because testing is really expensive and a lot of labs don't even have the capacity to test for these things because they don't know what the fuck they are you need standards to match the shit too right and mm-hmm. if you don't know what you're looking at, it's not like CSI where you're just banging a thing and it's like, oh, we got, you know, cum and fucking jizz and whatever else is in there. Uh, whatever. That's usually what it is, right? But so, <laughs> but yeah, like chemistry is is not scary, but it's important to realize that it's everywhere and it is a thing, especially when you're messing with, with like these solvents and these catalysts and uh you know, doing actual organic chemistry. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just, it's been the bigger part of my life lately. And uh, I thought I would touch on it just as a, as a caution, you know, I don't want anybody to get hurt um, because you never know down the line, there's that thalidium thing, right? Where they give it to the women in the sixties for thalidomide. Uh, oh, thalidomide. Yeah. 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 That one. And then they're like, Oh, uh, actually it's fucking bad for you. Um, I don't know. Like, no, it's not bad for the mothers. <laughs> yeah, bad for the fetuses. Yeah, birth, yeah. And, uh, birth effects and shit. But they like it's better to know that beforehand, you know. Mm-hmm. And it seems like this has been rushed, you know, like a lot well, of other products. So, couldn't agree more with you on all this stuff. And I caution people all the time about this stuff. You see, the CBD shops are everywhere around here, and mm-hmm. when I have gone in and looked around, they're selling every all the molecules that you're talking about here. And yep. there is you know, uh, the the gummies that that are you know supposedly delta eight and even delta ten that they're selling and delta nine even selling this stuff that they claim it's legal right now, but there is absolutely no information on a package other than it just says delta eight gummy. That's all it says. Would you buy it, that? No, it, I wouldn't. it probably it might have it in it, you know. But like that, the Chris Hudel has said he's tested thousands of samples and there's nothing that he's seen yet. That he would say is actually a delta eight gummy because they all have so much other shit in it. Uh huh. That's what I'm thinking. Um, yeah. Um, well, and, and he claims that the, the owner of this this store claims that delta his delta eight gummies are more popular than his delta nine gummies because he said people think the delta nines are too strong. I'm thinking like, dude, I don't need you. You something's weird here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense when you tell me that a person can't eat one gummy and feel overwhelmed with it. I said, okay, either the dosage is weird or like you say in teach something else is in there yeah i mean i don't know i'm not a chemist so but i know a chemist and i know a few and you got to know the the fuck what you're doing especially when it comes to like pharmaceutical grade stuff and there are ways to clean this up again right distillation chromatography you can pull out those compounds Mm -hmm. but it takes a lot of money and a lot of time and most people especially in the quasi legal you know grayish market aren't really set up to do that so we just need to get heisenberg on it man Mm, get the purity up yeah spoiler alert (laughs) (laughs) yeah man but yeah just be careful everybody and i just want to just get it in people's heads you know that like it is chemistry it's not a natural process and there can be unwanted byproducts you know and that all, uh, you know, I, I don't like greens, to farm. Man. Just stick to your homegrown goodness. That's yeah. it, man. That's the safest way to do it. Homegrown mm-hmm. goodness. There's a reason why pharmace- pharmaceutical drugs take millions and millions of dollars and years and years to get to market because they have mm-hmm. to prove that they're, you know, quote unquote safe, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, speaking of uh, 
all these studies that goes on with cannabis. Remember a couple of weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, we said that the UK is going to start doing proper testing for, yes, uh, you know, on cannabis to see if it's a good medicine and all this shit. Oh, this week it has some news, everybody. Oh. You see the tone I used there to make it sound all like yeah. it was going to be good news and shit. Oh, so I did. No, it's, it's not, not good, good news, news, everybody. I'm, oh, just, I'm just like trolling a little <laughs> fucking. Listen to this for a title, long title, and it's from the Daily Mail. So take this with a big pinch of salt. Plans for the UK's first large scale trial of medical cannabis are dramatically scaled back over objections after objections over widespread use leading to softened criminal laws. What the fuck, man? What you the can't fuck, have that study. Man? People might think it's normal. It's like leading to softened criminal laws. What the? F- <laughs> Maybe because it shouldn't be illegal in the fucking first place, man. Shit. The UK Please. has soft enough laws for possession, don't they? I don't know, mate. Discretion or not discretion? They, they usually yeah. have a caution scheme or something over there as well. Yeah, you get cautioned and shit, but that can go onto your your criminal record, and it will be shown on like a DBS check because you have to. If you go to work in like a school or something where you're going to work with kids or care work or something like that, you have to have a background check and this will be on it and it will affect your employment status just because you you were caught with cannabis, you know, and some officers would let you off with a certain amount and just let you go, but they will take your weed and like throw it on the floor and crumble it up and shit. But it depends on the police officer, man. And you know, like the same thing with TG, it depends on, uh, you know, where you are in the UK and what color your skin is too. That will have an effect on how a police officer treats you. So if you're found with weed, you know, they'll, they'll take it from you. Some people use the can card, you know, and the can card seemed to have done on four, done well on 420 actually as well. A few people were pulled up, showed their can card and were let off. So good. At least. Yeah, Billy Bond's here. He just, just shouted out in the chat, fuck the daily fail. Indeed. And this is <laughs> this is the uh, the newspaper it's from. So like I said, take it with a pinch of salt. Uh, plan to hold plans to hold Britain's first large-scale trial of medical cannabis had to be dramatically scaled back following ethical objections. The Mail on Sunday can reveal. Can they? Uh, <laughs> earlier this month, it emerged that that Harley Street firm LVL Health had obtained approval for a feasibility study on 100 patients. The plan was to see if vaping whole flower cannabis could alleviate chronic pain with LVL hoping that this would lead straight to a uh, 5,000 people trial. So, I mean, the first one, 100 people, it's not really that much, is it? No, it could be 5,000 people to begin with. 100 people is not a good enough fucking trial. It's like, have they not already got this information, though? They have information (laughs) from America and from Canada and from everywhere else, but it's just because it doesn't suit their agenda. Uh, The move, however, was rejected by an ethics panel Fucking <laughs> don't, don't get me started, man. It's like, wow, these motherfuckers, these, these like gone to university and shit to be on this ethics panel, or is it just friends of the politicians? I'm like how it usually goes. Smoked. Who but, who has been to university or college that has not blazed on a fucking space? no, but you gotta think these ethics panel, I mean, they should surely know the repercussions of prohibition if they're on an ethics panel, they should understand that with cannabis being illegal, there are consequences to society that a lot of people have to suffer. And seeing that we could move forward to legalization here, they should be like, yeah, move forward. You just keep, go- keep going, you know, do the tests, it'll be fine. 
because they should be aiming if they're an ethics panel they should be aiming for legalization eventually you would think uh, yeah I, I would think but that's my ethics i suppose not theirs very strange but anyway, so, about one in three adults in the uk have chronic pain defined as lasting more than three months that's a lot of fucking people man Chronic mm-hmm. pain in the ass because of the government we've got. That's what it is. <laughs> Everybody's got that. <laughs> Supporters of medical cannabis say prescriptions on the NHS could prevent people from self-medicating and may be safer than opiates. May be safer than opioids. Oh, That's my no Jesus. question about that, is there? Oh, God. Apparently there is, Monkey. Let's not jump to conclusions now. <laughs> oh, that's right. You all haven't done the proper stuff. That's right. We haven't done the out. test yet. We need to do the tests, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget that again. However, there are fears that widespread medical use could be used to soften criminal laws, as happened in the US. And you know what happened in the US, didn't they? Once they legalized, yeah. don't you? You know what happened? Yeah, life went on. They fucking all gone degenerate murder. You know what I'm saying? They're all crazy now. What criminal laws have been softened besides not putting people in jail for fucking weed anymore so much? That is it. That's Mm -hmm. the only criminal law that's been softened. So that's their ethics argument is because we can't put any more people in jail for weed. Go fuck yourself. Can I just remind everybody when we get to this point of heightened like rage and shit, but this is from the Daily Mail and you do need to take it. (laughs) Because these these are like renowned in the UK for being a really shit paper. So... (laughs) Not just in the UK either. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's worldwide. We all know about it. Yeah. Uh, They. Where did we get to on this? I mean, it's all. It's just. It feels like the more I read on, the more I'm just spouting shit from the Daily Mail. So you get the gist of the story here. They're not going to do the studies because I think everybody's going to get hooked on cannabis, and the UK will crumble. Fuck yeah! It's an absolute farce, man. Oh. That's stupid. Fucking dumb. I don't even know what to say. No, you know. no, it's shocking, mate. It's fucking idiots. It is, kind of, it is, it is interesting Shit. because my article sort of discounts everything that they just said in the, in the one that you just talked about. Yeah. So oh, cool. <laughs> Let's hear it then. Yeah, maybe this Let's is our this. little, uh, our bright spot. Yay! Yay! <laughs> now this one does come from High Times, so maybe you have to take that with a grain of salt. I don't oh, know, High but... Times! Now the editor of High Times is uh, Ellen, who we had on the show. Remember Ellen? Oh, really? Yeah, just uh, what was her surname? Duffery. What am I saying? Duffery. That's not right. That cool chick that fucking was getting stoned and got all gussied up, and is that her? No, no you that's Edson. Lizzie. That's Lizzie. Yeah, you. Oh, Lizzie. I'm thinking of. Man, I can't remember her name. Stone, but you know the lady Ellen. Ellen was the name, and she was on the show a couple of months ago. Uh, Ellen it begins with D. Can we remember her name? Can we remember? No. I'm gonna have to Just search it so I can edit. I'm gonna have to definitely go in and look. Yeah, go have a look. Go, go have a look, everybody. Who well, was while it? we try and figure out who that person was, I'll continue <laughs> on with my story. Elaine. No, not oh, Elaine. Okay. Sorry, Marge. You do, you do your thing. <laughs> Study finds recreational cannabis legalization reduces prescription drug demand. And this article is from April 19th, 2022. So we are right up to date. And basically they were, let me see here, the legit, can't talk. The legalization of recreational cannabis reduces the demand for prescriptions filled through state Medicaid programs, according to a study by researchers affiliated with Cornell University and Indiana University. So they documented significant decreases in the number of prescriptions for the types of drugs that you might get if you were using it 
for pain, depression, anxiety, sleep, psychosis, seizures. So like a lot of stuff. And they were finding, what I found interesting about this is they were looking at in part, not only the significant cost savings for state Medicaid programs, but they were associating that with the legalization of recreational cannabis in a lot of places. Mm. So it wasn't just necessarily medical cannabis programs. So that's like a pretty positive correlation between legalization sure. and the reduction in prescription drug demand. Um, what does it say? You know, they, they really need to keep shit like this secret, man, because when our government over here in the UK finds out about this, <laughs> we're never going to get legal over here. <laughs> right. You know, these yeah. pharmaceutical industries, man, they run the world. And so they, it, it yeah. said that in states that had legalized recreational cannabis, the researchers saw a significant change in the number of prescriptions used to treat sleep and anxiety disorders, which I'm sure surprises mm -hmm. nobody listening right now. They did not see, meaningful, see a meaningful impact on prescriptions for the treatment of nausea, which might be interesting, but that was or more the correlation between recreational cannabis and not medical. Um, I'm not sure if that would make a difference or not, but there, the, another study researchers noted that other studies have focused on the impact of legalization, legalizing medical cannabis has on the use of opioids. Again, not surprising. Um, but this is one of the first studies that focused on how legalizing cannabis for use by adults can influence the use of a broad range of prescription drugs. Mm, so it, it makes sense. It, it's a medicine that works for so many things. So, yeah. right, right. And obviously any time when you have a, a safer alternative for patients who are dealing with chronic pain, because so many people get prescribed opioids and mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I have known two people in my life that have passed away from opioid addiction or in the last you know few years. Right. And that's never, I mean, that stuff can be devastating to people. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. when you have something like cannabis that you can use as an alternative, then why wouldn't you want to yeah. reduce the harm, mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, let's see, this means people could potentially use lower doses of opioids and still get released from pain if they're using cannabis as well. And taking less pain medication could also lead to a lower risk of addiction or physical dependence to opioids. And he also noted, the same fellow noted that Research is continuing to determine if THC and CBD can help them reduce the symptoms of opioid withdrawal as well. So it could also be an answer to the, the epidemic that's such a problem in North mm -hmm, America mm -hmm. too, because that's obviously a huge problem. And that's one of the big reasons people keep taking opioids after they become addicted to them is because the withdrawal symptoms are so mm -hmm. awful. So people once you die from the withdrawal symptoms of that, some of that shit. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy shit, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they finished the article by saying this research comes as the nation continues a dramatic spike in overdose, overdose deaths spurred by the opioid crisis. Yeah. In November, in November, the CDC reported more than 100,000 people died of an overdose over a 12-month period. 75% of those was from opioid-related deaths. Wow. Which is a lot of people dying from something that was probably prescribed by their medical professional. Yeah, well, look at uh, Michael Jackson, you know, died yeah. from having too much painkillers prescribed by his doctor. Whitney Houston, 
Perry, there's a, a long list nowadays, man, where these people have been, you know, it's like drug overdose. And if they're rock stars and shit or musicians, they're, they're like, oh, it must have been like the cocaine. It must have been, <laughs> must have been yeah. smashing heroin or something. But no, it's shit from their doctors, man. They don't do well, that. Well, the, the two people that I know that passed away from it, both of them prescribed, you know, they started out with prescriptions from their doctors. You know, one guy was dealing with chronic back pain from his work and... You know, he had a great job, a family life, all this stuff. He got this prescription Fuck's and then sake. he died in a homeless shelter like five years later. It's insane. Mm-hmm. It is really bad, man. It is really bad. And in the US as well, the, the I mean, you'd know more, monkey. You have to pay a shitload of money for the opioids, don't you? Well, it depends upon the insurances and things like that. I mean, with the, the way medical systems in here work is, you know, once you read a, reach a certain amount of payment, your, your deductibles are filled and, and your insurance will basically pay for the whole thing at that point. You have mm-hmm. to reach a reasonable amount of money. But, yeah, it's expensive up front. But the people that are addicted end up just surviving on the insurance, basically. Yeah. But the thing with, you know, the scam, they, they crack down on op- opioids here uh, really heavily. And uh, the scam used to be. You go to five or six back doctors and you tell every one of them you have pain and, and the people were kiting prescriptions back around and it was horrible, man. Damn. Totally horrible. And uh, they've actually have it now in the States where, you know, a surgeon or an orthopedic doctor, something like that cannot actually put you on long term opioids. You have to go through a pain management doctor or your primary care physician because they want to make sure that you're not playing one doctor against the other again. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like that in Canada too. It's a lot harder to get those types of prescriptions and do what you're saying, monkey, which is going to different doctors and getting prescriptions. Uh-huh. It's definitely more difficult to I'm do. I'm glad that, that now, it is, but, really. Yeah. You oh, know. of course. Yeah. Because it's way more addictive than I think people were led to believe initially when they start prescribing this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'd, yeah. I'll try not to take any, like any pharmaceuticals whatsoever. I won't even have a Lemsip if I've got a cold. I'm not having any of that shit weed will usually do me good you know it's, weed works better than most people realize isn't it? especially people who don't use cannabis and so many people use it for pain relief and it it's not like it takes the pain away apparently you know i, I don't really know i don't suffer with chronic pain right now i'm still young enough to not deal with it luckily but from people who i know who do they say it doesn't really take the pain away it makes you just more comfortable with it, it makes you know? it makes it bearable mm. Yeah, it kind of it, it puts the pain like what I call it puts the pain over there. It depends yeah. on your pain, I think. But for me, with my stomach pain, when I have like when I'm not feeling good in the in the worst sense, and I like and I always just think to skunk because skunk is almost probably the most effective strain that I use right now, and I just the feeling going from before to after is so drastic that like, I don't wish my condition on anyone, but I just wish people who like are hesitant or skeptical about that aspect of it could just experience one time how different I feel after Mm. because it's, 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 yeah, I don't know. I I couldn't do it without it, you know? Yeah. Cannabis is a, is a wonder drug when it's like a superfood that you can smoke. You know, you were talking about Lemsip. There was a woman only died in the UK there this week because she drank too many fucking Lemsips. She was having, um, she had a cold and she'd like fucking two, three Lemsips and she yeah. overdosed on it. Her liver failed. Fucking that, opioid, 
The yeah. opioid shit gets even more sinister though when you think about the rehab clinics, the for-profit rehab clinics that just yeah. get people in, don't help them, put them back out on the streets knowing they're going to relapse and then they come back, you know, because the re- rehab clinics get money every time they have patients. Yeah. So Addiction is a terrible thing, man. Yeah. You got to try and avoid it as much as possible. Addiction can be worse than the pain. It can ruin your whole fucking life. It's, it's really easy to get addicted to them mean-ass opioids, man. Mm-hmm. It's but like this article does, that way or something. Shit. Yeah. This Sorry, article man. does say that this is one of the first studies that focused on how legalizing cannabis for use by adults can influence uh, the broad use, uh, a broad range of prescription drugs, like the reduction of them. And they're saying that perhaps it could be because people are having to go to their primary care physicians less when they start medicating with cannabis, which is kind of interesting. So, I mean, this is, if this article doesn't say, you should legalize for the good of the people, then I don't know what does. <laughs> good argument for, you know, all med- all cannabis use is medical too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Basically. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're using it to help you sleep or to reduce anxiety or whatever the case might be, it doesn't have yeah. to be. Or even if you don't use it for that reason and you're just like, wow, I've got a better sleep, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Stress because reduction. I can smoke way more weed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you so, go home and you enjoy a, a joint at night instead of a glass of wine. What's healthier for you at the end of the day? Exactly. Nobody the uh, the editor of, sorry, JB. I said nobody complains about one o'clock. Nope, not yet. <laughs> but uh, the editor of the High Times is Ellen Holland, who we had on as a guest a few weeks ago. That was the name. But we have one more news story, which is a scientific breakthrough. Oh, is it a breakthrough? It's a breakthrough. It's it's game changing science. <laughs> <laughs> They've been working hard for a long time in the lab with the goggles on, with their jackets on and shit. Got their name tag across the top pocket on the left, you know, getting Boy, image of that shit. They've been working hard. These white scientists. lab coats and all that. You know, know what I'm saying? Pocket protectors and you mm-hmm. name it. All, that, mm-hmm. all that stereotypical junk. Huh? That's right. Clipboards. They were there. <laughs> oh, got to have a clipboard. It's of not course. official unless you do. <laughs> yeah, I feel seeing you, fuckers. There you go. You, are you in there? You in the you in the lab now? Because these scientists have been working hard. What have they been working hard on, monkey? Okay. Well, eight scientists <laughs> spent 16 months determining that edibles look like food. Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> well, this comes from vice.com. And yeah, it was, it's funny when you, when you read it that way. And, and, at, and when you first look at the article, you're going to react one way or another. But anyway, this, this goes right back into, again, studies and testing, Mackie. Again, we're right back into this, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, basically, they said roughly 8% of edible products use copycat packaging that makes them look like regular food. Hmm. So the team of eight scientists published what they're calling the first empirical report of copycat lookalike cannabis products. <laughs> and the conclusion was that 13 packages containing edibles look a whole lot like like snack food, regular old popular snack food. Mm-hmm. But it yeah. took them 16 months to determine this now. But Did you know, they have they to like, eat all the samples or something? Or? <laughs> <laughs> like we, we've talked about this before. There's a reason why. Like it's... if I want to eat fucking Sour Patch Kids fucking yeah. cola flavor i'm looking at them here in front of me you know that's mm-hmm. if i want to eat thc infused ones but fucking god damn it i want to eat them and i want to be able to see the package that yes that is what brings me back to my fucking childhood well uh, i really don't feel the same way exactly some of these packages that that they uh that they were showing here look so much like the regular food package mm-hmm. that i would be able to walk up to a counter grab it walk out and not even know that i had it because the small print in the corner said thc 
Yeah, you know, it's just small print there. It's not labeled clearly. No, it's I, not. I agree, but and you're not going to be able to buy these products in a standard convenience store. You have to yeah. go into a specific shop, which is going to be a dispensary. But I think the difficult thing is, is when it's sitting at home on somebody's coffee table and the kids can't tell the difference. Yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the adult's fault for that, you know. But, and that's what I was going to say. That's the adult's fault. That's not so. Everyone else that wants to have a thing has is is penalized. Not penalized. Um, what's the word? Sorry. Yeah, penalized. Yeah, whatever you want to call you know, it. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Because the off chance that some irresponsible person is going to and there might be a child will pick it up off the counter in the house that's mm -hmm. not the, that's not the supplier's fault that's not the shop's fault that's the parent's fault that's the guardian's fault mm -hmm. you know well the article kind of does bring that up in a way because it does it it uh points out that there are things like hard lemonade or even beer that are on the market that you mm. you would it would be easy enough for somebody who didn't want to read the can to think it was something else. We have you know, one of those deals. pops that irritate me whenever I see. Oh them. yeah, we've talked about those <laughs> things too, man. But yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's a uh, these companies' right to go ahead and use the use attractive packaging to sell their product. But I'm kind of curious. I mean, they the Doritos that that they actually is showing in the article here is so close to a regular Doritos thing that wouldn't the maker of Doritos want to sue these people? Yeah, unless, I'm surprised. Uh, unless they're getting a fucking touch of it. Ooh, no, I, I didn't, I didn't consider that really. Yeah. yeah but I, if I was, if I was but, a legitimate Doritos, I wouldn't. Well, want, but I the wouldn't thing is, right, in the UK, stuff, in the UK, we have this shop called Aldi and they can look uh, like they have brands that look like Oreo, for example, they have a box of cookies that look like Oreo, but it would be called Orbio or something we're yeah. really close and look so so alike but because it's slightly off it's not a copyright infringement or some shit mm -hmm. yeah maybe that's going to be uh, the same principle with these it yeah I've, I've seen the ones that you're talking about in aldi mackie and I, I i know what you mean yeah they are very very similar yeah the copy well, the reason, packaging close man. the reason they wanted to do this study though is because according to the paper said there were no empirical studies done describing this phenomena so again we have to spend big money and take 16 months to say yeah that looks like regular food. <laughs> i feel like that could have taken like an afternoon or something yeah damn right man. It took so that's long. a house if party if you know what i mean yeah <laughs> if it's taxpayer money from the government spending it in the stupid ways they do then you know you'd milk it out wouldn't you you'd be like yeah this is going to take me a while <laughs> take me at least six weeks to have yeah. a look at least six weeks and then it drags on you know it's got to go over the budget and shit you got to go over time well, yeah, you, know, you I mean, remember how you're gonna try to drag out them easy jobs you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know how government works as well they, they're given a budget if they get their work and their thing done quicker than what it was then their budgets are slashed down because mm -hmm. oh well you're able to do it a lot quicker and more efficiently you know what i'm saying time, so. yeah oh there's worse things they spend their money on. That's why I'm okay. Yeah. I mean, they, had, they actually had a look at this thing empirically, though. They wanted to look at the brand name, the product name, the font, the colors of the packages, the flavors of the edibles, and the, and the brand promotional characters. Well, was this present on cannabis? Why would Doritos need, why would, if you're selling cannabis and if you use Doritos, I don't think you need to have all of that, though. You know, we, maybe let's change that logo a little bit. Mm -hmm. 
You know, yeah. well, no, there, there is some kind of regulation that needs to happen here. I think it can't look... see Doritos or Hostess or whatever their company is being on board with that either, being that they're mm-hmm. international. Yeah, being associated with cannabis, man, you know, can be detrimental to the character. I disagree if they're going to say, well, we're going to make this just plain gray packaging and it's just a plain, simple font. You go into a dispensary and what's going to happen, there'll be the same type thing as if you go into a shop or into a garage now to get cigarettes. You go in and you say, hey, could I get 20 John Player Blue? And they give you John Player Specials or they give you John Player Red. Or the same thing, because they don't read the things properly. No, it's the fact that alcohol bottles, there's, lo- I mean, there's over here in the UK, I don't know about you guys, we have hooch, I think it's called hooch, like a lemonade kind of, but yeah, it's got yeah. four to 6% alcohol oh, in it. Pot lemonade is what we call yeah, it. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. And it'll be all colorful and appealing. To, we have to a the hard Dr. Group. Pepper here, man. Hard fucking hires yeah. root beer. And it's like, the same. Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. like, if why they have that shit going on, they've got no way of saying anything about this kind of beach packaging. Well, I think yeah. copyright infringement is something they need to look at, but that's it. It should have THC on the fucking packet to make sure that yeah. people know what it is. Yeah. It should be sold behind a counter with somebody who knows what the fuck they're talking about. Like, and it should be secured. When you get it home, it should be put away and secured. If yeah, you're not yeah, going to consume yeah. it right away, that's Treat, the biggest part right there. You know? Treat it like alcohol, man. That's all you got to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll yeah, be fine I mean, with those rules. Put the, I, lock I on the cabinet, put the lock on, on the weed cabinet, too. It's no yeah. big deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's what we started yeah. doing when we found the, the frozen bottle of vodka in the freezer. We knew it was time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think, lock that shit down. I can leave bags of weeds lying around my house and it's never going to affect anybody. And I can do that because I have the privilege of not having any fucking little hands or feet around. Mm-hmm. You just have right. to be responsible. Yeah, you man. Know? Yeah. And it's not just weed or alcohol. I mean, there's all kinds of shit you have to keep out yeah. of kids. Yeah. It's like your lighters, cigarettes. Explosives. Lawn darts. Yeah, lawnmowers, running yeah. lawnmowers. Yeah. You South Park episodes. Bleach. <laughs> yeah. bleach, exactly. bleach isn't left in an open bottle, you know, or a bottle that's easily taken I mean, off. That's a good point, actually, TV. Bleach. They yep. make some of them fucking bleach bottles look tasty. It's like, oh, is that yeah. lemon flavor? Mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> if you didn't know. <laughs> oh, Lord. But shit. You know, you, you just oh. have to use your own discretion, man. And remember, kids don't, they're not all aware of this shit. So just be careful with shit around kids. It's, it's just logical stuff, man. I don't understand why they have to treat us all like fucking idiots all the time but mm-hmm. no, but we have to spend about... big money to make these studies so that now we at least we, we can say we have a study mm. yeah <laughs> see, the thing about prohibition as well well a lot of people forget you could just have like a small fucking say you're after getting caught and you get you get a conviction for fucking having a small amount of cannabis you're in a fucking loving relationship now all of a sudden your relationship goes tits up and your fucking significant other holds that against you, the fact that you have a cannabis conviction, and then that will go into the courts, and that will all play out to the thing, and you might not see your kids again for a fucking mm-hmm. long time, or get them overnight. Why? Just because you smoked a little bit of cannabis. You know, it's or got caught prohibition. It. It's yeah. some bullshit, man. But times are slowly changing. Slowly, but they are. Yeah. Um, we just have to bear that in mind as we move forward, you know, because we, we are getting there. One day we'll be like Canada. <laughs> one day. One day. We'll we like can Canada dream. We day. can dream. Right. And by the time you guys are there, we'll have moved on to something else. Bigger That's it. Yeah. yeah, man. You'll be all up in space and shit. 
evolve smoking weed level in of space, humanity. Growing mushrooms it's gonna in be space. dropping acid in the metaverse or something. That's right. Uh, <laughs> actually, no. Who has time to well, drop no, acid? Who's doing LSD? Dana's doing <laughs> LSD, isn't he? Yeah, we said earlier. Yeah. yeah. But that's Crazy. also in Canada. So yeah, true. Yeah. And I'm not in Vancouver either. So so that's it for the uh the main news stories this week, right? That's all yeah. we have. But totally we, we have got some forum news too, as we do. I'm just trying to get a fucked right thing up, but I keep pressing the wrong button. There we go. Okay. Mm. Yeah, so we have some forum news. We have that HLG 600 aspect competition is now open. We say competition, but it's not really going to be. It's, it's a giveaway. We're going to play some games uh, to decide who the winner is when that's done. But make sure you head over to Percy's and enter. You only need more than 50 posts to enter. So you, even if you're not a member, you can sign up now and you'll be able to get 50 posts in the next few weeks while the entry's open. So don't, don't be shy. Come over to Percy's. It's a good reason to sign up. Uh, I mean, that this... 600 aspect is a beast of lights, like top of the range light on the on the market, man. It will cover a four foot grow tent, you know, four foot by four foot or a five foot by five foot too. But most of us have four by fours. So if you have a four by four, this is going to smash it in your grow tent, man. It's going to yep. be the shit. Replaces 1000 watts of HID lighting. This is the one you want, man. Come on, and you can win it for free. This would be an accurate replacement for a 1000 watt HID too. This is a good light. It's shit, man. So get over there. Everybody get over there. You've entered March, right? Uh, I should check. I was just thinking, though, sure. I, just won, I just won the big spin last week. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what are the odds I'm going to win this? But this is what happened. I mean, we've run, we've run so many competitions over at Percy's. You'll notice that people, like, win things in waves. Is Cola uh, Cody, back in the day, he won, like, three in a row. And then Monkey okay. won about three in a row. I think Chilbert won about three in a row. It, it, goes, it goes in cycles, man. So okay, well, that's you. you never know, you never, yeah. And right. see, TG's still waiting for his wife. <laughs> I've, I've never had a TG's never waited either. And uh, don't forget, we also do this weekly competition now. Every week on the podcast, we do a wheel spin for people who commented on last week's video. So, uh, we've got that coming up in a little bit as well. And if I'm you in. want to take part in that competition, come and you just comment on this video when it's finished for it next week. Plan of the month still open too, right? Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is still okay, cool. the end of the month. And then and uh have a picture to send in. <laughs> you keep your pictures to yourself, Teach. <laughs> Give the rest of us a chance. <laughs> and then on the 23rd of May, we're gonna have a live stream where we're celebrating Tommy Chong's birthday because his birthday is on the 24th, but he's gonna be busy on the 24th, so he's gonna come and chill with us on the 23rd the day before his birthday and have some pre-birthday celebrations with us, smoke some weed and just have a, have a good laugh with Tommy Chong on the 23rd of May. So we can celebrate birthday because it's my mom's birthday. So sweet, sweet. But everybody booked a day off, you know, (laughs) make sure you're not going to work that day. It it might be a nice day outside as well. You know, it's heading into May. This is when you can go and plant some shit outside. So it's going to be fun. 23rd of May. Uh, This week's interviews on Tuesday, we have a interview with Kyle from predictive breeding. But that's going to be a cool ass interview. And on Thursday, we have an interview with Danny Danko, former uh, former writer for High Times Magazine, and he has his podcast. Uh, what's it called? Grow Bud Yourself. Grow Bud Yourself. And he used yeah. to be the host of Free Weed, which was a High Times podcast. I think that was way back in the day. And he was on our show on like episode three, uh, ep- and he hasn't three, been on since. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say episode three. He was so, on with us. So it's going to be good to catch up with him and see what's going on. And that one is happening on Thursday. 
So keep an eye out for those links over at Percy's. Is there any other news other than that? Um, no, no, no I don't good. think so. Good, it'll be good. Right, yeah. So that's the news for this week. Yeah, so that was the episode. That was the cannabis news for this week. Everything was really said at the end of the episode there, so, so there's not much for me to add, really. But just to remind you, head over to Percy's, sign up, get involved in the HLG 600R spec competition. This really is one of the best grow lights on the market, and you can win it for absolutely free just by being a member of Percy's. So why not take this opportunity to head over to Percy's Grow Room, sign up if you haven't already, and get involved in the competition. You'll love it. But in the meantime, thanks as always for listening to the show, for downloading it, and thanks for sharing it with your friends. If you do that too, that would be epic. It's real hard as a cannabis podcast to get out there because of all the algorithms telling us that we're doing things wrong when you know that we're not. So it would be massively appreciated if you could just go out and share the podcast with anybody who you think might find it interesting. That would be sweet. We would appreciate that. But in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week. We'll catch you on Wednesday for the interview. And on Friday, we have the Grow Guides, which is all about killing the bugs on cannabis plants. So, yeah, that's it, really. Enjoy your week. Stay high, stay safe and all of that. And we'll catch you on Wednesday for the interview or Friday for the Grow Guides. And if not, we'll catch you on Sunday for the live show again. Always good to see you there. So enjoy your week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.